you know that friend that you go to pick up and you just wait outside for them they say you know give me five minutes ten minutes i'll be yeah. out in a sec that's kind yeah. of us pretty we much kind of just like record episode said we'll be back and people are still waiting outside the door waiting for us <laughs> to come outside uh, i'll kind of one up you you know um you know like in the wwe like world wrestling entertainment obviously yeah. um and you know when like there'll be like a random feud and then a wrestler will be like you know what i quit i'm done or they'll be like, or they'll have like a night quit match, you know, yeah. like, or like a WrestleMania, like you lose, you lose, you're done, and like a month later they come back on on Raw. That that's us. That's <laughs> 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 literally us. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it at this point. I mean, sorry. But... Sorry. Apologies. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good, yeah, that's a good way, great way to start. You know, the good old Canadian way of apologizing. But you know. Uh, uh, I guess the only thing we can say is uh, life happens, and now it's summer-ish. Ish. It's not even spring Ish. yet. At least there's no such. There's no such thing as spring in Toronto, man. It's gonna snow on Thursday. You know that? I know. I yeah. Know. And it was 18 yesterday, so yeah. Yeah, it's utterly depressing. But yeah, there's, there's no such thing. It's one or the other. At least so. we're at playoff hockey now, because everybody I speak to in Toronto, they tell me the same thing. Leafs are getting smoked in three and a half games, five max. I mean, the funny thing is that people are saying the same thing about Tampa and Columbus. That what? Tampa but and Smashing? Oh, yeah. People yeah, are everybody's saying, saying that, but I think that could be a series. I mean, we're going to get into all that, but I think that could be a series. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think a lot. there's a lot of series that can be series. I don't know if that, that sounded really weird to say, but you know what I mean. But it's accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, like, if you look, like, you look around the board, like, at all the series, like, especially in the West, given the fact that... Like goaltending is such is going to be such a key factor, because like uh, Nashville and Dallas, like Dallas could win that series. Because Ben Bishop has been he's going to the playoffs hot as hot as heck, and then Pickerene always finds some some way to just screw the Predators over. You know when they made the the Stanley Cup final, he just turned things off and was as bad. And I think even last year, like uh, like Saros had to play a couple of games because he just couldn't figure things out. And then like like Winnipeg, like they haven't they haven't scared me at all this year, and a lot of it comes with uh comes because of Hellebuck, and he just hasn't been as good. And then even with Calgary, like Calgary, like they were like they had a great regular season, but like their goaltending their goaltending's kind of you know up there. Granted, yeah, sure they're facing Colorado, they're a one line team for the most part, but you know I wouldn't be surprised if if Colorado sneaks a couple of games in. So it's it's really tough to tell. There's so many question marks with all these teams, and goaltending is obviously the biggest one. But I think you could point to each team and say, like, well, are the goalies playing bad because of this? Are the goalies bad because of this? Is the team struggling because of this? Like, there's so many different variables to get into with all of them. Like, you look at Winnipeg. Is Hellebuck really bad, or is it because they've lost their number one and number two defenseman, arguably, and Josh Morrissey and Dustin Bufflin for, what, months at a time this season? That's like taking away Char and McAvoy from Boston, or Hedman and McDonough from uh, Tampa. Like, are they going to be as good as they are? Probably not. I mean, yeah, that's true. But I think at the same time, like even when they were both in the lineup, there's Winnipeg was still losing games that kind of made you shake your head a little bit. Like obviously it got worse as the season progressed when you know when those injuries started to come into effect. But like, like the, this the whole year they just haven't had that that same like oh my god like it's Winnipeg factor that they had last year. And I don't know what and even after the deadline when they added Kevin Hayes, like they're still like like Kevin Hayes wasn't. 
as strong as a draw as Paul Stastny was. And I guess maybe because of like like the style and like the the automatic impact, you know, and how much of an offensive uh, you know producer Stasny was when he joined. And granted, you know, Hayes has had his uh has moments moments to shine too. But is this is just something about Winnipeg this year that just isn't that just isn't there. I don't know what it is. And then even San Jose, like what the heck? Have you seen Martin Jones' uh, save percentage this year? Yeah, eighty five. It's below. That's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like it's him, unbelievable. Oh. There are a number of players in this league that I have a bone to pick with, fantasy wise. If you, you know, <laughs> if you, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm being straight serious. Like, if you, listeners, if if you do fantasy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm gonna make a list. Martin Jones, thank you, thank you, thanks, but no thanks. Um, everyone on Winnipeg in the last month, thanks, but no thanks. The Toronto Maple Leafs, thanks, but no, dude. There have been nights where I'll be like, you know, because the thing about fantasy is that. You're basically just going for points. You put in players who you think are going to get the most points. So when the Leafs are walking into Ottawa, I'm thinking, sweet, point night. Everyone plays. Tavares, Marner, Nylander, Riley, you're all in. Muzzin, you're in. Have fun. 6-2. Loss. Why? Why? Try betting on it. Try playing Daily Fantasy, and then you'll see some even, even more frustration. Trust me, I can, uh, I can relate. <laughs> Oh gosh! Some of the things have been inexplainable down the stretch. Yeah, no kidding. Patrick Laine, like, where to begin? Do you really think he's played that many hours of Fortnite? I know it leaked on Reddit like a while ago on Twitter, and it was everywhere. But no, I'm serious. Do you honestly think he's played that many hours of Fortnite? I mean, I I don't think so. I think it's a boost. I mean, I think what it comes down to is that people are remembering. When was it when he chirped Vancouver for having the no Fortnite rule? Was that this season? Yeah, I think it was around. Yeah, so Christmas. I think, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's someone probably a Canucks fan and said, "Hey, you know, he was talking all big before when he was scoring his 18 goals in a month or something like that, and now he's ice cold, even though he had that little one little spurt when he got got reunited with uh, Shifley and Wheeler on the top line, and now it's just gone." So I think people are just finding a way to to poke fun at it. I, I doubt it's that much, because like when like when do you find time to play that much in the regular season? Like, I know, obviously, like, you don't know what's going to happen when you're in your hotel room or you're at home and you have a couple off days or whatever. But, like, that's that's pretty bad <laughs> if it is true. I think it's just an exaggeration. But, um, yeah. Somebody Lainey, posted his account, though. And, like, you can check how many hours he played on, on Epic Games on there. Like, you can literally type in anybody's name and look. So someone searched, so someone searched up his name. and then Somebody found his name, apparently, and posted his account and said, look how much this guy's playing. Oh, that's a gutless and he, move. He said that that's not his account, and other people were like, "No, that's your account." Oh, okay. So. So uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's why it was a really game. testy how, subject in Winnipeg. How long before uh, Patrick Liney doubles down and says it was his, <laughs> it's my account? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen some salty fans go as far to say this guy's gonna be the next Yakupov, oh, as if Yakupov had like a forty goal season before. Come on, like Yakupov. Yakupov was. Okay. Um, I mean, people have been having this conversation. Like, like you see it a lot. Um, a lot of like anchors and minds on sports that bring it up whether Yakupov should have won one or not. At the time, Yakupov was the consensus number one. So, in some way, shape, or form, he would have went number one. Now, what Edmonton did to him—that's Edmonton's fault. There's yeah. a lot of issues with Edmonton. Yeah, that's but a on whole the right episode. Side, they didn't win the lottery, right? Yeah. Speaking of that. Um, is it rigged? <laughs> well, 
We'll get into that in a second. I mean, like, <laughs> to, to put a bull on Winnipeg, though, when you look at all their underlying numbers, there's a lot that's been going wrong for more than a month. Like, this has been something that's been going on since the second half of the season started. Like, their, their shot share metrics are in the tank. Their possession numbers have been tanking. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with Morrissey and Buffum being out. But at the same time, there's so much talent there that it makes you wonder, how the hell can you guys fall off that much of a cliff? I wonder if I wonder if Winnipeg was kind of in the same state that people said the Leafs were in, where at some point they were just like, "Hey, like we're just waiting for the playoffs. Like we're like we don't care about the regular season, you know." They almost lost home ice, though. Like it was theirs to lose, and they they almost lost home ice. That's true. That's true. Like I know St. Louis was on otherworldly pace when the new year started, but damn man, to to almost fall from first to third. Yeah. Like, yeah, I really? don't know. I think I think there's just some things you just can't explain. And even though you have different factors, like how you mentioned Morrissey and Buffalo not being in, but I think at some point, you know, maybe you just you just lose your rhythm and after then you just aren't able to 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 dig in. And then when you have that urgency, like like I I feel like you walk into the dressing room, you kind of know like hey, you know, we're like we're the Winnipeg Jets. Like yeah, sure we're gonna stumble, but like we're making the playoffs, right? So. I think maybe maybe that might harper the the sense of urgency to kind of improve and, and dig in a little bit, but I don't know. I guess I guess all that matters is that they change things around in the first round, right? Yeah, like I mean, I just think it speaks to their lack of depth on the blue line. Like we all think they have a ton yeah. of depth, but we don't realize that if one or two of those guys goes out, like what happened? Yeah, there isn't too exactly. much there coming up because they were playing people and you had no idea who they were. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I look at the Jets, and to me, I'm like, this team could easily make the Stanley Cup Finals, or this team could get bounced in the first round of St. Louis. I wouldn't be surprised by either one. It's yeah. the most sitting-on-the-fence noodles-type answer you could give. But seriously, I would not be surprised at either one. Okay, well, yeah. Well, you know the Blues are winning the Cup, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you it's, you really think the Blues can win the Cup? The, the St. Louis Blues are winning the Stanley Cup. Mark, so you, you really think this is the weird year? Or some bizarre team comes out. One hundred percent. Think think of the story. Okay. There's one thing. There's one thing want, that Blues people, Hurricanes final. <laughs> Whoa! Hold on. Time out. Time out. So you're saying that the that the Carolina Hurricanes are going to storm surge their way through Washington, and then Pittsburgh, and then Tampa. Uh, Omar. Yeah. You're you're going to disrespect Islanders fans like that after the season it's been. Have well, you even watched them play? You're just going to assume Pittsburgh's going to wax them. What Islanders fans? I mean, the ones who come up just to come out just to yell, yell at Tavares. <laughs> That's literally what it is. Can you can we check? Can you like check the the attendance between those games where they faced the Leafs and other like, the other games? I swear, the whole year they were the worst. They had the lowest average um, attendance in the in the league. Yeah, no, they they were pretty like, close they, to the bottom. Well, they did. And then you have Buddy Buddy yelling at Tavares in the penalty box like that. Like that was so authentic. Oh my god, he seems so upset. Yeah, sure. That was the second meeting. The first meeting, when they, the first time Tavares returned to Nassau Coliseum, I was there for that game. They were tailgating at like 11 in the morning, 10, 11 in the morning. Okay? <laughs> tailgating. They had a jersey-burning site in the parking lot strictly to burn his jerseys. And it got as far as they, they taped one of his jerseys on the floor, and they took turns running it over with their vehicles. Like, they okay. were going off. And there was minimal security. Not a big deal. But at the same time, the guy that threw the jersey at Tavares, he went back to his seat. Um, it was okay. crazy, man. <laughs> here's here's my thing. Like I, I don't know how some people's lives are, you know, and I don't know how they, you know, value their money and stuff. But if I drop like three hundred bucks on a jersey, 
you know, can we can we all just think about that? Yeah, but he's a snake. He's the cancer. They were just going off, saying everything. But like, what what was he supposed? Like, if I could have like an honest, like like honest, true face to face sit down with an Islanders fan, I would literally ask them, "What would you want him to do?" So and to be fair, say, there there was a few of them in the arena that came up to mm-hmm. us, and they were like, "I don't blame them." Thank you. It didn't help that like I went to the game in Tavares jersey, Leafs oh, pajama pants. Yeah, I wore Leafs pajama pants and everything. <laughs> Fuck you, pajama up. boy. So I kept hearing walking around like you know how the New York people are. Oh my god, dude, that's so bad. It was really but bad. But anyway, but yeah, like my question is like they like, like the rationale is like oh oh you should have told us you should have told us okay. So, right at the end when he wanted to make the playoffs with the Islanders. I, I, I do believe that was what he wanted to do last season, right? So um, he's going to say, okay, well, there's a chance we might make the playoffs. But you know what? Screw you guys. Trade me. Is that not more of a snake move? Yeah, I think so. You know, like, at the end of the day, there's, it's a lose-lose for him. Either he yeah. gets traded or he did what he did and people hate him. Either way, yeah. they were going to hate him. Yeah, exactly. Well, but you know we'll what? Go, uh, Brandon Davidson. Yeah, I mean, at least I still have Barzell, who apparently is better than Tavares. Mm, yeah, it's that's too early. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't see them beating Pittsburgh. No, no, not at all. I think like, it's 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 Washington, Washington, Pittsburgh, Tampa. I'll leave the other one because I can't comment because of bias. And then the West is just the West. I can't. I I literally can't predict. Like it's mm, like because like it's like we were saying earlier. Like I could see or we could see both both teams winning either series. I can see Dallas beating Nashville. I can see St. Louis beating Winnipeg. I can see okay maybe maybe not maybe not Colorado beating Calgary, but I, I can, can see, see a path. Maybe, I'm not saying it'll happen, but I can see a path. Wow, dude! I mean, Calgary has not been that good recently. Like their power play is in the tank, their scoring chances are not being generated like they used to be. Like there, there's some real offensive issues there that are uh, a little more than just blaming the second and third line. Even the first line had some issues recently. Wouldn't you think that Bill Peters just shuts down McKinnon's line and then he's he's let the the other lines on Calgary fly and produce there? Yeah, yeah, a lot would have to go right. Like there'd be bounces. Grubauer would get hot as hell. I'm not saying that they're going to beat them, but I'm saying. You could create a little bit of a path, in my opinion. I, I, I'm just not sold on Calgary either. Like, I think Calgary's going to win this round and then see ya the second round. Yeah, they're like, done. You look yeah, at what San Jose and Las Vegas round. both have, it's far superior. No, I shouldn't say superior, but it's just far better, in my opinion, for playoff hockey and the goaltending. Like, Martin Jones is bad, and you can argue all you want that, like, his playoff track record, you know, 924 save percentage in the postseason, throw his .885 out the window. Okay. <laughs> you can say that, but I think, like, you look at that Sharks top nine. Like that's what man, like, like you, like you forget how much they loaded up at the deadline. Yeah, it's because they don't have that superstar, right? They don't have that one yeah. big guy that you look at, like, okay, that guy can just dominate the series. Like Pavelski's mm-hmm. close, but he's not that. But everybody else they have, like, they can attack you with three lines, and there's nothing you can do about it. Then yeah, you got Carlson, like, Burns, Vlasic on the back end. Like, have fun. Yeah, like Hurdle, man. Hurdle took his game to another level this season. Like he just snapped, and then he with and then before Kane um had to leave because of his uh 
uh, the issues the issues at home. Like that line with uh, him, him, Hurdle, and uh, Donskoy, I think. Donskoy's like was... on their fourth line now, too. Oh, really? No, that sucks. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, but, but that just speaks to how deep they are because they added Nyquist, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't they add someone else? No, Nyquist was the big guy for them, like at the deadline. Hmm. Okay, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like San Jose, like, they're, they're a team. That, like, you have to think this is probably – I wouldn't say this is it for them. It could be. It could be, right? Because, well, because, like, Jumbo Joe, he's a UFA, but he'll probably pull a char and resign. Pavelski is a UFA. And he had, like, what, 38 goals this year? Well, you're forgetting one of the big ones. Oh, Mr. Carlson? Yeah, he hasn't signed at all yet. But I swear, but couldn't he not? Like, wasn't there a thing where you couldn't sign? Oh, no, until after no, the deadline. That. Yeah, it's past that. Right, one. yeah. Hmm. So. Interesting. Oh, that'll be a story. That's not talked about. That. That's not talked about enough, eh? It's been very, very, very quiet. Yeah. I wonder what happens there. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the Sharks had eight players reach 50 points this season. <sighs> and they had four players score 30 goals. So, that just yeah, tells you how deep be. they are up front. Yeah, no kidding. And, like, they it's funny. Be. I was looking back at, like, past teams that have reached the Stanley Cup with terrible goaltending. And you go all the way back to, like, the Red Wings teams in the mid-2000s when Babcock was there. And they kept meeting Pittsburgh. <laughs> like when Chris Osgood was on his last legs, right? Yeah. So he wasn't very good, but he wasn't as bad as Martin Jones. And then I look oh. back at those like mid-2000s Detroit teams and holy hell were they loaded up front. Maybe a little bit more than what San Jose is, but I think to myself, like these teams are anomalies as I was going through all of it. Very rarely do you see a team with this bad of goaltending make it all the way. So yeah, but and I think that's the thing though is that in the regular season you can outscore your your goaltending, right? But I think in the playoffs you just like there's no chance. So and especially Vegas and Vegas is like and like that was a, that was a tough series last year, and now like like you know both teams know each other, both teams know know each other's strengths, strengths and weaknesses, and it doesn't help that Jones is going in with you know a level of doubt a level of doubt around him. So. Yeah, it's good. like you can't you can't run and gun against Vegas like you like you Chris well people would would know that and yeah. you know if if you give if you know if you want to play play that play that um that type of style then Vegas will just shut it down and after then they'll just uh, capitalize on opportunities and after then start playing their game and then if you you know if you kind of get sucked into playing Vegas's style then it's, it's game over by then. So I just I just think about all the naysayers out there right now talking about how like you don't need an elite goalie to win a Stanley Cup which yeah. is true. And they're going to bring up like the Anthony Emmys of the world and how like a lot of teams probably tend to play their backup in the postseason at least once or twice. Like mm-hmm. it's happened a lot recently with Stanley Cup winners. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you, you can't have a bad starting number one goaltender. Like yeah. Niemi ended up becoming that guy in Chicago and he played pretty well down the stretch for them. You just can't be what Martin Jones is right now. You can't. You can't. Garrett Sparks is better than him right now. That's aggressive. It's super aggressive, but he's been that bad. If we're going to go off like statistical... Man, imagine if uh, the Sharks pulled pull the Leafs. Like, yeah, we're going to give you 10 days. Peace, <laughs> peace off. <laughs> Makes a little bit more money. Well, and Martin Jones has done it before. Look, at the end of the day, he's got to be aware of this, right? Yeah, you have to think so, right? But I think, but at the same time, that could be either his greatest weapon or his greatest curse is that he knows that he's done it before and he knows that he has to be better and he knows that the fate of this series is gonna lot is gonna you know lie on his shoulders. Yeah, literally. So it's either gonna bend him or break him, right? Cause if Fleury gets hot, 
They can start beating you 2-1. And the Sharks can dominate every single game and lose just because Fleury could get ridiculously hot like last year. Man, if Fleury gets hot, they're winning the Cup. Yeah. Like if no, he stays, yeah. like, like the numbers he was putting up against uh, the Kings in San Jose last year. They're ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, oh my, like, it's crazy. Like, there's a stat. Uh, we're, we're going advanced stats here. Uh, so, you know, put, put your glasses on. Uh, <laughs> there's a stat. It's called uh, goal saved above average. And it basically um, gives a physical number to how many goals a goaltender allows or stops themselves. So it takes the league average and it compares it to the goaltender's average, and then has and then you have that uh that comparency uh there. So you know if you're a po- if it's a positive number, then you know then you're on the good side of things. You're you're helping your team. Generally, you kind of want you kind of want your goaltender to kind of stay within maybe five, maybe like a minus five. If you're like above like a twenty or a twenty-five, then you're literally stopping twenty-five goals. Like your goaltender is saving you. But on the other hand, if you're a minus then it's the goalie's fault. So that one year, I think it was, was it last year? That year where the, where the Habs were bad? Yeah, I guess last year. Yeah, last year. Last year, year works. I think, yeah, I think, oh, wow. <laughs> and then uh, Carey Price wasn't as, uh, wasn't as good. And a lot of people were saying, like, oh, it's Price's fault. And like, no, it's the team's fault. And I looked at it, and I was like, no, Price wasn't that good because his, his goals, his goals, uh, GSAA, was um, below, I think it was like minus 17. So, like, going back to Flurry, I think his GSAA in the first two rounds was, like, 29 or something. No, he was on a historical rate. Like, he was just stopping everything. Like, it wasn't even fair. So, if he does that again, then, like, you can't not have Vegas as a a favorite, which is ridiculous to say because they've only been around for, like, not even two years. Well, this is their second year, but you know what I mean? Yeah, the thing for me with Vegas is like Flurry has to be that good because when you go past their first pairing on defense, like Nate Schmidt and Theodore tend to get a lot of the tougher matchups. They don't mm-hmm. play together anymore. Oh yeah, it's, it's Theodore and McNabb that play together. It's been like that for this, most of the second half of the season. But like Schmidt, Theodore, and McNabb are the ones that take the the, the toughest matchups and they handle it the best out of all of them. But now that they're split up. I mean, can those pairings handle the onslaught of top lines every night that they're going to see now? Because you play mm-hmm. the Sharks, they're three deep. You play the Flames after, they're arguably three deep. Then you play whoever out of the West, whether it be Nashville, Winnipeg, or St. Louis. They're all pretty deep too. And then you get to the Cup. Like, Can this deep pairing hold up over four rounds, potentially? I don't know. Yeah, that'll, that'll be tough for sure. I think, I think one thing that the Flames might run into trouble a little bit is discipline. And that, uh, that shout-outs to little Matthew over there. <laughs> Who's apparently <laughs> one of the most hated players in the league, according to Drew Doughty. Oh, Drew oh, Dowdy. Oh. You want to take a talk about hatred? Dowdy hates Kachuk. So you know they're going to end up on the same team. That's yeah, but so, Dowdy's starting so... to sound like that like that crazy ex-girlfriend that dated like the very popular guy in high school, and then they broke up, and now she's on the outside looking in, being like, well, that was my life. Like, you know, the playoffs were my life. <laughs> I used to go to the Stanley Cup every year, and now, like, you know, you, you peasants are getting closer than me to my two rings. And I don't really like it, but you guys all suck. You all suck. <laughs> like it kind of feels like that now, Drew Doughty. I know he's complaining a lot recently. I just just keep it down, right. Drew. It's been a I rough year. Was, I think he was just bored, man. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think he was just bored because, like, you know, like what, like what else? What else is there to do? You know, like you're you're you remember the LA Kings. You know, you just you just signed an eight year extension. 
and the team's garbage. You know, they're they, going to be they, garbage again next year, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's going to be a while, and that's why them dropping to five in the lottery is so gutting for them, definitely, because you know there there are a lot of a lot of like key elite skilled players available at the draft. I think granted they'll still they'll still get a good player at a uh, number five, but like yeah, like a Capo Caco or or Jack Hughes, you know that that's a game changer. But anyway, I dig, I digress. Um. So yeah, yeah, like there's there's nothing else to do for him, right? So like you know he just started taking runs. Like he took a run at Kachuk, he took a run at Burns for the uh, the the Norris thing. Like where like where would that come from? He wasn't necessarily wrong about what he said about Burns and Carlson either. No, but you know, stay in your lane, pal. I mean, I mean like, at the same time though, if, what if was being, like like if, we're, like if we're being honest, like like did Dowdy deserve to win that the, to win that Norris? Mm. Uh, <laughs> So what, you know. I, what I found comical about everything he said was that he goes and says Victor Hedman as like a guy like you know that does everything. Sure, he does, but at the same time, Victor Hedman's deployment is very similar to Brent Burns and Carlson, where it's mostly offensive. Exactly. So they're more similar than he thinks. Yeah. So, is it really the defenseman who should win the award or the coach for <laughs> what Norris? Say it again. For what the Norris? What do you mean? Yeah, for the Norris, because I think about it, right? Like if you're, like if if you're put in positions to succeed all the time, and then you do succeed, is it your? Is it really your success, or is it just your coach's good, smart decisions, acknowledging that you're good in certain areas, and then placing you in those areas? I think it's a little bit of both. Like I think every player has to fall in the right situation. We can name countless guys who played on their first team just garbage, then they move to another team, and all of a sudden they're superstars or they're actual useful players like the list goes on and on of those type of guys we can find right oh yeah so i think you know it's gotta happen- be a little bit of both yeah you know that's happening for connor brown right he's gonna go to like he's gonna go to like <laughs> i don't know he's gonna go to some team and score like 25 goals i know it i know it i know is that, it is that team edmonton oh, that would be the <sighs> would you so, buy his jersey would i buy App- mm, go, absolutely oilers because, an oilers connor brown my- jersey Here's here's my thing, okay? And we've had this conversation a lot. And people call me a hipster for it. I don't care. That's just how it is. So I don't like liking the player that everyone's supposed to like. I like following the, you know, the kind of not talked about person who still does good things. So you're anti-establishment. You're like Babcock's like long lost cousin. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So like I liked like I like Bates Battaglia and like Nicholas Hagman and like Ian White and uh, Clark MacArthur. I loved Clark MacArthur. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Funny story uh, about Clark MacArthur. Before you go on, I went to I went to a Hurricanes Leaf game like years ago, and I, was, I got lucky enough to sit down low, like a couple rows in the glass, and all night Eric Stahl kept yelling at Clark MacArthur, "You're at the wrong arena, bud. Rico's down the street." <laughs> Rico's down the street. You can't be on that him all night. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> Poor Clark MacArthur. He was he was a key part on that line. That line where Grabowski and uh and Kuhlman went off, and then they never did it again. Well, Grabowski said was... on Thirty One Thoughts, he's one of the smartest players he ever played with. Mm-hmm. And also, if you fight him, he will snap. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever bored, go on YouTube and search Clark MacArthur's uh. I think he only had like two or three fights when he was with the Leafs, and it's it's you want to talk about red mist, like he just snaps, like he 
like th- like he I think he fought someone, got them to the ground, then they skated away, then chased after them and just ragdolled them. Like he just snaps. But anyway, so we move on from Clark MacArthur and then now Connor Brown. And Connor Brown's probably gonna get traded. Now, do I still follow Connor Brown when he's traded? No. Does it staying when he have when he will have success and you know he will? Yes. And it goes down to, you know, our previous conversation on deployment. Everyone wants to, you know, give Connor Brown, you know, crap and say that he's garbage, but there's a key difference. When you look at Connor Brown in the season where he scored 20 goals, he was given that liberty to be more offensive. You know, he he made more plays down the wall. He was a little more uh, gritty kind of around around the net and was actually fighting for space to score. But now, like Mike Babcock wanted him to be Zach Hyman 2.0. So if you notice, when he goes down, when he's all in the neutral zone and goes down the wall, instead of driving the net, he'll just chip it off the boards and then and then dump and chase or something. Well, that's a leap style, right? Like with those lines, it's all chip it and is. chase. It is, but I think it's specifically that's his role on what line he's on. Right, so like you don't see you don't see Mitch Marner chip and chase, but you see Zach Hyman chip and chase. Same thing with same thing with like um with Kapanen, like Kapanen, but like it's different with Kapanen because he has the speed to get there first. But like there's specific people on a line that have a given role, and I think that's what's hurt uh, Brown's offense. At least I don't know that that's that's just my opinion. I think you see the same thing with Zaitsev too. No, like, it makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like Zaitsev had like what 41 points I think in his first year. And what was happening that year? One, Riley was in lockdown. Like that was that was Riley's first year. Like only only defense, only defense. Yeah, we're gonna teach you how to play so, defense here. Exactly. Yeah. So when Riley and Zaitsev played, Riley had to stay, and Zaitsev went. Zaitsev well, got power play time. Yeah, Riley say. had to stay on the penalty kill, right? So that that just all leads up to it. So now you look at him now, and people are like, oh, he's garbage. He can't do anything with the puck. I'm like, yeah, because that's not what he's meant to do anymore. Granted. I'm not justifying anything. The contract is horrible, and he can be better. Don't know if he ever will be better, whatever. But you know that just causes that. It just ties down to how much of an impact the coach can have, I guess, on on how good of how good or how bad a player is. And I think that's why, to your point, Chris, is that's why you have those situations where a player will go to a new team, and then just go off. So I don't know. Maybe not all the time, but I think I think it definitely does does play a role. But you know. Maybe I'm just uh, a little biased. No, no, I actually I agree with what you're <laughs> saying, especially in particular with the Leafs. Like, mm-hmm. here we'll put a bull in the playoffs right now. Let's get right into Boston, Toronto, and then yeah. we'll see who we got conference finals. All that. I look at Boston, Toronto, and to me, this series we're really going to find out with Mike Babcock is are these issues we see with the Leafs him? Like, are they systemic issues that he wants guys to play in certain roles? Like you're saying, he wants this certain style of hockey to be played. He believes that. Marlowe should be playing 15 minutes of five-on-five hockey a night. Zaitsev should be playing 21-plus. Hainsey should play until his legs literally fall off. Like, Are these Babcock decisions, or was this front office saying, like, hey, we would like to see certain things be done this season because we're evaluating, blah, blah, blah. Come playoff time, end of the season, it's all yours. Like, We're going to find out this postseason, in my opinion, because what yeah. the hell is Matthews and Tavares playing under 20 minutes a night? Like, Little things like that just don't make sense all year, and if it happens again in the first round... You can say that that hot seat for Mike Babcock is gonna get cranked up next season. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I think I think to go to go off your point about who's uh, calling the shots on deployment and stuff, I I think it was I forgot when it was, but Dubis appeared I think on overdrive, and he said that the, their hope was that Muzzin would play with Dermot, 
So now seeing Gardner play with Dermott and then Muzzin play with Zaitsev and how, you know, Babcock always jumps at the chance to to, to pump up Zaitsev is, is almost similar to um how he was with um oh, what's his face? With uh Polak and um and Hunwick when they're on the team. He always always props them up, always props them up. So I think at the same well, you know, time I go to the veteran. Exactly, like, like like stuff like that. So I think what it is, and like honestly, like the O dog on overdrive. I think he, I think he, he nailed it perfectly. Is that Babcock is very confident in who he is as a coach. So because of that, he feels that he shouldn't be questioned, and that any move he makes is the right move regardless. That's why you see those situations where it's always going to be Riley and um Riley and Hainsey, and how they only tried that. I think for like. Well, was it even a full game or like half a game, where it was Riley and Muzzin on the top pair? I don't even know if they. I don't even know. If, I don't even know if that went the whole sixty minutes. Man, if you go look at like shift charts, you can pinpoint certain moments where like it's been very sporadic, but it hasn't been a full period. I don't think to what you're saying. Yeah. So I think definitely. I think if if Babcock wants to, you know, wants to, you know, put his foot down and say like, you know, I, I'm the coach. I'm going to make the decisions. I'm going to do what I think is best to put the Leafs in a position where they can beat the Boston Bruins and win a round, then 100% this is going to be on him, regardless of what happens, regardless of who steps up or who doesn't. Because the thing is, is that if someone isn't stepping up, then you have to adjust. You have to do something to change it up. And that's one thing that's frustrating about Babcock is that he waits till the last minute to change to change things up. Whereas you see a lot of coaches kind of in-game, like even though they have their set lines, they'll change things up a little bit. This guy will go with this guy. This guy will go with this guy. And then if something works, okay, we'll keep this going off. Something doesn't work, okay, we'll change it up. And obviously I can understand how some players may not want that, especially centers, because you know you kind of want to have an idea of what your wingers are going to do and you kind of bounce off of that. But at the same time, in the playoffs, you have to kind of just like try whatever, and especially when you're going to this round where – where there's so much scrutiny and so much pessimism behind it to the fact that like the Leafs absolutely need this win not and not just because it's Boston because the of where they are as a re, as a building franchise I was, oh I almost said rebuilding you see the see the poster <laughs> <laughs> they got to take that next yeah. step and the yeah, next exactly. step is winning around to. doesn't yeah, matter who it's against it could be against the friggin 98 Red Wings like they got to get around mm-hmm yeah, like for everyone, for the team, for Babcock, because like, what was it like? He hasn't won a he hasn't won a playoff series since like two thousand nine. Yeah, like boy, like that needs to that needs to change, right? So, like, so I kind of get the vibe that you think a lot of the issues, well, factors that we like to point to that have led to these issues for the Leafs are Mike Babcock's doing. I mean, because I don't think they all are, but I think I don't, yeah, some yeah, are. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I don't, I don't want to like I don't want to you know be like how a lot of people are and like hashtag fire Babcock and you know and, and you're like oh my god like I'm so mad that the Florida hired Joe Quinville because he's going to be their replacement. Like no, like but um, hold on man because that that'll send me into a tantrum. Like Joe Quinville and Mike Babcock are very similar in the way they coach. They both you. love using the stretch pass. They thank both you. love breaking out with speed. Like a lot of Great. times, not carrying the puck. It's again the stretch pass, and like the people forget that man. Joel Quenville fell in love with guys like Mikel Hanzus, Mikel Roosevelt. Like he had like the same guys that he just would not stop playing, and the fan base would cry like, "Please, Joel, please stop playing these guys." Mm-hmm. And that's literally what Babcock does with certain guys too. Like you could point to Hainsey playing with Riley. You could point to Marlowe playing the 15 minutes a night. Like there's so many things that we can point to here that are just parallels between the two coaches. I think people really, really don't understand that. 
Yeah, and yeah, and and I guess to the to the previous point, like as as much like like everyone's everyone's at fault. Everyone everyone owns owns a piece of this, and you know. Sure, sure. There are there are times where I wish Babcock was a little more creative, and there are times where I wish he wouldn't throw the fourth line out in a third period when they need when they need to score, and then they get scored on. Yeah, and I he's hate like, that. oh my god, like I, 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 like you know, there's certain things there, but at the same time, like you know, like the players need to get need to get things done, right? Like like Matthews has come out and said he so said so many times, like you know, there'd be a blown play they get scored on, like oh yeah, that was on me. Okay, so you know that was on you, so do something about it, change it. William Nylander, I don't know what the heck happened to you. Like, you know, just like I just I just feel like watching him, it just feels like he's just like he's just kind of treading water. And like the Leafs they need him to take another step. To He feels like that really good men's league player that picks and chooses when he wants to light it up. And most exactly. of the time he just coasts all game. And you're just kinda like, yeah. do, you, do you want to score again, please? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I don't I don't that's why I don't really blame I don't blame the the move to have captain up with Matthews. Because hopefully what happens is I don't remember that remember that point where Cad where um Brown Kadri and Nylander were like kind of gelling pretty well. Yeah, I hope that happens because Nylander was a big part of that. So like I hope I hope just something just something within him just clicks and that he uses you know these first uh, first two games or however how long Babcock keeps us together as like a stepping stone to kind of you know take that next step and you know. Uh, improve your stock to to some degree because you know Janssen and Kapanen are doing it because they're you know they're playing for contracts, right? And you know you know you know that more more is going to try to do something you know because he's the he's the goat whisperer now on um, on the fourth line, right? So it's just like like it's, everyone just needs to take take a step like Gardner Gardner you need to like remember what happened last year, remember what happened at a different point in the season and yes. Yes, him being out with the back spasms proved of what happens when he's not in the lineup. So show us what the fans want to see. Like, just I think everyone just needs to be on the same page, and you know, and we can't afford to make silly mistakes. We can't afford to lose one of those two first games. Definitely, like you, you go down to nothing, like pfft. ah. So like they need to, they need to get at least one of the one of those games, but. Yeah, like it, it goes down to everyone, and it goes it goes up to goes up to Babcock too. Like he like he says the same things all the time. They have to start on time. You know, if you do good things, good things happen. You know, you have to dial in. Okay, well, we're here now. So either preach what either you know enforce what you're preaching or do something about it. So that that's just where I'm at. You know, that's, that's was, totally was, fair. Like I yeah. I read things like. The rumor floating around that Babcock asked Marlow if he wanted to sit the last game of the season. And I, I think to myself, okay, okay, maybe he did. I highly doubt that Marlow would ever, ever say yes, considering he's got this massive Iron Man streak going. Yeah. Then I think to myself, I'm like, maybe Babcock, you know, some of the things that have been happening aren't his choices. And that he actually does want to make some changes, like maybe Trevor Moore bumping up on that line instead of Marlow, you know? Not to keep harping on Marlow here, like it's just an easy target, but... I just mm-hmm. think about those things, and I think to myself, you know, Bruce Cassidy is going to match this, this whole series. He's going to go Bergeron line versus either Tavares or Matthews line, and the line that the Bergeron line doesn't take will get McAvoy Chara. So yeah. after that, you got Krejci, and then you have whoever else you want to insert there. Back is a healthy scratch for game one, by the sounds of it. But if I you keep Paul going B, down like Paul the, the Coyle, Coyle, Coyle Johansson line, okay. So yeah. 
that cadre line has to really, really take it to either the Krejci line or the Coil line. Exactly, and I think, to, and I think to, to that point, that's why, that's why Boston is is sitting back is, because they know they know what's coming. They're like, this is going to be a speed a speed series. Like, sorry, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 you're a physical presence, but you know, he's a sieve out there now. He just tries <laughs> yeah. to bait guys into fighting and like doing stupid stuff. Yeah, it's like running his on, mouth dude. off. Like, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like, people know you don't want to fight. Like, you're only fighting to try and stay in the lineup. Everybody knows your concussion history. Like I'm pretty certain, I, I feel pretty confident saying guys when Bacchus challenges them to a fight, they say no out of the whole purpose of being like, I don't want to be the guy that punches you and I get you clean by accident. I get you clean, like a, call a lucky punch, call whatever, and I send you into another concussion. Like I don't want to be that guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're not a fighter. We all know this. Yeah. So yeah. So I I, I think I think just you know just to your point, like you know like Boston is taking you know is is making you know, is preparing well. You know they they know they know what they have up against themselves, and I, the Leafs have been saying they're doing the same thing. So we'll see if they actually do, because mentally I I can't watch the Leafs lose to Boston again. I just can't. Do <laughs> It'll it. kill me. You know you know to this day I still after Jake DeBrus made it five four, I do not know what happened after. I turned off the TV. I I have not. <laughs> I I don't know how goal six and seven went in. I have not watched any recaps. I I absolutely I do not know. I feel like at some point I'll probably have to watch it. But man, DeBrusque is a guy that could bust this series open too again. I, I hate to yeah, bring that up. Yeah, twenty seven goals this year, something like that. Yeah, he's a good like, player. That's, that's not that's not talked about enough, man. Like, huh. and then we've that seen first line is just so now. so yeah. damn good. And then we've seen like he turns it on in the playoffs, man. So the Leafs just need to have their own uh, Jake DeBrusque's Jake DeBrusque's. You know, no, they need somebody to emerge. <laughs> yeah, in that like that's... similar fashion, like like to me, the series will come down to like a couple questions here. Like some of them are the obvious ones. Like people are saying, like, oh, Freddie versus Rask. Yeah, of course, both guys have to be better. Like some mm-hmm. Boston fans out there want Halak to start the entire series. They think that's their best chance to win. I, I don't believe in the whole physicality narrative. Like people are going off about like the Leafs don't have enough grit. The Leafs don't hit. The Leafs are too soft. Boston's so physical, so tough. Like maybe a couple of years ago, Boston was. This Boston team isn't like that. This no. Boston team is actually like way more skilled and has a ton more depth than people expect. Yeah, and this is this is not your old Boston team. So I don't really buy that one either. But I think to go back to like what I think will decide it would be like Rask, Freddie. Can anyone slow down Boston's top line? Like anyone, the Leafs. It doesn't matter who it is. It's got to be somebody to at least slow them down. And if you look at the whole season. Tavares' line has done pretty well against them. Mm-hmm. So maybe Tavares is the antidote that people have been suspecting all season going, uh, you know, Leafs got a new wrinkle now. How's Boston going to attack this? And the final thing to me would be Babcock versus Cassidy. Like, we talk about line matching. We talk about decisions for a good 10, 15 minutes here. If Babcock is the coach, everybody thinks he is. We all think he's one of the greatest coaches in hockey right now. Cassidy's a guy he should be able to outcoach, should be able to outmaneuver. Not to take anything away from Bruce Cassidy, but people hold Mike Babcock in this standard of like he's in a class of his own. This is where yeah. like he should be able to get the best out of these kind of teams. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I agree definitely. I, I don't want to sound like I a will... Babcock detractor at all. Like I, yeah, I love Mike yeah. Babcock; I think he's a great coach. But there's just a lot more questions here. Yeah, for sure. Also, like and I won't won't, t- won't talk about too much. I'll throw Austin Matthews in that too. Yeah, he only had like one, he only had one goal in the in the series last last year. Obviously, you know it, it goes without saying that you need to be better. You need to take it over. 
And like, I, I truly think that, I don't, I don't know, like that picture that, the, that someone took of Matthews and Babcock talking, I want, I want to hope that it was like, kind of like a, Hey, like, you know, even though we have all these guys on these, on this team, you know, Tavares and Marner and stuff like you're, you're going to be the guy in this series and we well, need you to be the guy. He's the guy he's, that can literally change the entire series. Yeah, because if, like he, if takes he gets going, crazy, oh my it's done. god, yeah, it's, it's, done. it's done, it's done, it's, it's game done. over, over, exactly. So that I think that's gonna be that's gonna be the the, I don't know, the, the, the dark horse, the, the trump card, whatever you want to call it. You know, if Matthews, if Matthews is, uh, decides to be Austin Matthews, then that uh, that could be a big uh, big page turner. And I really want it to happen because mm-hmm. I get so sick of hearing all these people, man. I'm not gonna name names. Uh, it's just a lot of people around Toronto right now going oh. He's more concerned about how he dresses than how he plays on the ice. And then you got Melanders probably affecting him that cancer, and this team's just too soft and going. Oh my God, it's nauseating around here. Nauseating. The Leafs, the Leafs should go back to being bad. <laughs> like, think about it. How easy was it? How easy was it when the Leafs were bad? Because all it was was just you know stating what was there. You know, your top line was a combined minus ninety-seven. You know, you have a coach who, you know, has a certain style that doesn't work. You don't have a number one goaltender. You don't have a number one defenseman. You don't have any draft picks. You trade your prospects too early and they shine somewhere else. You know, just like this 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 set in stone things. But now like now now all the is- the issues, quote unquote, with the Leafs now are just just twists. You know? Just twists to kind of a certain narrative that will get people to click on and be like, oh my god, yeah, sweet. Yeah, I'll click on this. Yeah, clickbaiting, that's a, that's a travesty in today's day and age, my friends. <laughs> so, it's a common one, too. Yeah. Did you know that there's uh, certain bloggers who are smarter than Mike Babcock? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this, actually. Apparently, apparently it's a thing now, actually. You know, um, you know, Chris, I can't not, believe you, said you, person wrote that. And like, yeah. the thing is, is he's dead serious. Oh yeah, like I'm like I, I sound like I'm joking, but like no, this was an actual, this was an actual piece. And you know, Chris, both you and I are bloggers. You know, we both write for our respective teams. I am not smarter than my my Babcock. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely I could, not. I could, I could totally, I can definitely say that that I am not smarter than my, my Babcock. There's a, there's a little bit more experience there, and there's just a lot. Like, I couldn't believe that he had the audacity to say that. Yeah, like, I mean, I, just, like, I feel confident saying he's not even coached a GTHL team. Yeah, like, I mean, like just, just like imagine yourself in that room. Like, like okay, like, let's let's set the stage right. It's game one. You're in TD Garden. You know, everyone's sitting in the locker room. They're waiting for you to walk up with that clipboard and do that thing where you announce who's the starting lineup and they'll clap in between, you know. Uh, and then you have to say a speech, right, because you're Mike Babcock. It's game one of the Stanley Cup final against a team who embarrassed you last year when you have a whole bunch of whole bunch of expectations, whole bunch of skill. It's, you know, the, the Shannon plan is, is going well. What do you say? I literally think... I'd probably just laugh and then say, don't lose. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, 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 what, like, what do you say? Like, as a normal person, like, what do you say? I don't know. I feel I like you'd be better. I think, I feel like you'd be a better Mike Babcock than me. 
I think I would just say how's that all the time, just to hear myself say how's that. <laughs> well, I you love, know, I love when he says go, that. go out there and give 110 percent, guys, and uh, you got to compete tonight. If you, if you if you put your best out there, then that's all you can ask for. Like I I couldn't think of enough cliches to just throw out there. Although I feel like when Babcock gets in the room, all those cliches he gives to the media after he goes for his lovely run around the around the concourse there. I love that, by the way. How he oh, yeah. sprints around the concourse, comes to the media. All right. <laughs> Any questions? Yeah, yeah okay. Like, yeah, Matthew's he has, fine. He has like, that, he has like yeah. that, that cardboard box, Bob Carton thing, whatever it is. What is that, actually? I have no idea. I really want to figure out what it is. Like, I, like it's not water because like, it looks milky. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's probably like a protein yeah. shake or something. I actually yeah, wish one day something. somebody would ask him what he's drinking instead of asking him a question like, uh, what's the status of, uh, of Gardner? Yeah, no update. Uh, <laughs> back sore. Uh, yeah, expect them back soon. All right, yeah. So sorry, come again. Oh come God, again, man. I couldn't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> I love what he does. That just comes in and starts like laying off all this information. Like, imagine you're the person who just isn't prepared. Because, like, you know, like, you know, there's certain, like, there's certain people, like, in scrums, they have their phones ready to tweet, you know, they have, like, a following. Yeah. Imagine yeah. just that person, like, just starts re- putting up all these information, like, oh, um, can you, can you repeat that last one? Like, <laughs> who is it? Who, Bad could be a savage. He'd probably look at the guy, like, no. <laughs> you know that scowl he has on the bench? When, uh, think back to when Tampa was beating the brakes off the Leafs at home a couple weeks yeah. ago, and he had his one foot up on the bench just staring into space. That's the face I imagine him giving that reporter, like, what? It's like, what? No. Like, what? Oh, my God. He had a funniest thing on, uh, I think it was today's practice. Uh, someone was, like, kept asking about, like, what what Gardner had to do. And then he wasn't done his answer. And then, the, like, Babcock was like, oh, oh, still, talk, still talking. Just wait. He's and been I, in fine form the past two days. Oh, dude, yeah, he's just he's just no nonsense right now. He's, like, he's, uh, he's you look at his quote there. about the fans. You see that one where he, they're like, "How do you deal <laughs> the with the environment?" He's like, "Last time I checked, the fans don't play the game. <laughs> I never <laughs> seen one hop on the ice before." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no, but you know, but you know, someone someone would though if they could. I don't mean, if some guy some fans. guy has has the gonads to tackle Brett the Brett the Hitman Hart. Dude, what the heck was that all about? Like, people were going no that stage. That staged. Uh, didn't look staged that, to me. I don't know, man. Like I thought, I thought it was staged until I saw how everyone else reacted and how, because like you know you watch WWE at least you used to, and like they'd punch each other and be like that, ah, okay, that's fake. And then and I saw the guy getting punched. I was like, oh, they're actually punching him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the security guard that gave him the uppercut? He knocked him out. He actually knocked him out. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it comes full circle. In the beginning, we're talking about, <laughs> talking about WWE, and now we're talking about WWE now. Uh, <laughs> Wrestling is like that one thing every male can relate to. Well, I shouldn't say every male. Most males can relate to at some point in their life. They've either watched it or known about it, or some characters appeared. Like, it's kind of just a central thing. I remember at school, this guy was having a full debate about why WWE wasn't fake. No, And then people were literally like, no, it's fake. He's like, no, it's not fake. Like, like no, it's fake. Like, no, but, like, there was that one storyline where, like, Rey Mysterio's kid was actually Eddie Guerrero's. I'm like, dude, that was fake. I picture this guy as, like, the only child that just gets whatever he wants. Like, his parents, like, he's like, I, I want this. And they're like, Bro. okay, okay, Timmy, here you go. So he just kind of <laughs> believes everything's real and it's going to happen. Like, you know, that cliche millennial. <laughs> Timmy, what? Out of all the names. <laughs> it's the first one that came to mind, man. Okay, little, yeah, little Tim Tim. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Leafs win. Playoffs start soon tomorrow. Wednesday. You actually think they win? I think the series is going seven. My heart I tells mean, me, like, yeah, I think, I think they can. I think it's going. I think it's going to go the distance. Me too. I just, I, I can't. I, I find it so difficult to separate my head from my heart here. Because last year, I, I would last year, even though I was scared, I, I was like, I think they can do it. I think they can do it. But like for me, like last year when they lost Game Four, I was like, okay, it's done. When uh, Bergeron was out and they didn't win that game, I'm like, okay, yeah. So it's, it's so I just. I was ecstatic I, when he was out. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I refreshed Twitter, like, man, I couldn't even tell you how many times to make sure. Like, I checked so many sources. I'm like, holy crap, this is real. This is actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but you know what? Yeah, I think I'll say Leafs in seven. Yeah, I think I think they slay their dragon. They win that round, and then they lose to Tampa in five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not even gonna argue against you with that. Like, yeah, here's my thing. Do you believe what Paul B. Snap is nasty was saying on Spin Chicklets about the whole, you know, Boston's coming in almost overconfident. Their fan base is definitely overconfident. They've been talking all this trash to the Leafs, trolling them on social media, just basically kind of being like that cocky, we're going to beat you team all season. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Biz Nasty believes that the hockey gods don't really look too, uh, they don't look too nicely upon that kind of stuff, you know? Whether you believe in that stuff or not, like the hockey gods in general is another topic, but he's saying that. Mysterious things happen when these kind of teams go play a rival like the Leafs, you know, Boston play the Leafs. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that things just happen to not go their way and those teams tend to find a way to win and get over whatever is bothering them. In this case, it would be the Leafs beating the Bruins. And he thinks that because of the way Boston's been the whole season, something's just going to happen and the Leafs are going to beat them. I mean, All because of the I'll way they've been carrying themselves. Yeah, I think what I'll definitely say is that it would be massive if the Leafs score first. Yeah, I think I mean, if that, their record's pretty damn good that, when they score first. Yeah. I think it's like 32-7, and seven, something ridiculous. Yeah. I think if they score that first goal, I think it's a different series than, than what, what people think. And I think you put, that, you put that shade of doubt in Boston. It's kind of similar to when we faced Washington. I just, had, sport. <laughs> I just had the funniest picture of my <laughs> <laughs> All I'm thinking is like Rocky Four and like, Rocky punches Drago and he cuts his eye open and they're in the corner like, see, he's a man. He he's bleeds. A man. He's a man. <laughs> like, if, if any line scores against the Bergeron line, it's the first goal of the series. Like, I just picture like Babcock being like, see, someone... they bleed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just, they're just regular hockey kidding. players. They're a bunch of good pros like you guys. Now go I win the series. I think, I think I broke down the, the, the pregame speech perfectly. Babcock says whatever he whatever he says. And he's like, you know what, guys? I think this will sound better from someone else than Sylvester Stallone <laughs> walks into the dressing room and just goes full Rocky, just like you know, you know, you know, uh, when, uh, Rocky Four, you know, Adrian, and, and stuff, just like starts saying all this random things, starts rambling on. Yeah, and then is and then you get the guy who played Apollo Creed, bring him out, and then. You get Michael B. Jordan because he's Apollo Creed's kid. Get him out. You're going all and out. Then you, and then you finish it off with Dro- with Drago. Bring him out and you'd be like, you see? 
So a part I of me have... wants like Babcock to go full blown savage mode and just walk in yeah. with all his gold medals on his neck and his Stanley Cup rings on his fingers <laughs> and be like, "You really think these guys are better than me? Do you think they're better than us? Come on, guys!" Like part of me would really love to see him do that. Babcock, which is the master flex, just <laughs> yeah, just walking in like Conor McGregor. <laughs> Does like the shimmy shake. Like. He, he would never ever do it, but I'm just saying it'd be hilarious. Oh, Walking in like, yo, these gosh. guys really think they're better than me. Eh? That'd be hilarious. Gotta walk yeah, in with Tim Horton's cup. Like, double double. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it'll be I think it'll be a fun series. It'll be it'll be stressful for sure. Especially if you're uh if you're engaged. You know, just like with with any with any uh with any team. I think I think this year this year playoff these the first round I think is gonna have a lot of a lot of stressful series where yeah. a team where you think is going to win, uh, think is is going to supposed to win this series, like ends up being down like two one or something like that. And you know that's at the end of the day that that's what the playoffs all about, right? My advice to both fan bases: if your team loses, don't go on Reddit, don't go on oh. your subthread or your subreddit. Don't yeah. don't go on Twitter. Like if you do, just read mostly the beat guys because you can get in some rabbit holes when your team loses, and holy hell, are you going to get pissed off? Reddit's a Reddit's a dark place. The darkest, the <laughs> darkest after Leafs loss. <laughs> Think of like Gotham in like that new Joker movie that's coming out with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Like looks that. pretty good by the way. The trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks amazing actually. I wonder if he's like. You think he's gonna be better than Heath Ledger? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that, that's, that's the easy answer yeah. for me to say, right? That's the easy answer for everyone to say. Like Heath Ledger was just, yeah, oof, remarkable. Yeah. Although. Joaquin Phoenix looks pretty good in it. He does, yeah, yeah. Like he has a laugh. He has a laugh set. I like uh it's it's I like the whole fingers in the mouth fake smile thing. That's Me really too. creepy, but it works. But that's also like really joker. Yeah, exactly. So like even like him, like when he goes to which which I, I assume to be Bruce Wayne's house and then like does it to mini Bruce Wayne, at least at least that's what I'm assuming it, it is. And then does it to him, I'm like, that's this is very creepy. It's supposed it to be dark, also, right? Like the Joker is a dark yeah. character. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think what's what's interesting though is that one of the creepiest things about the the Joker is that you don't know his backstory, and that's what makes him creepier. So I think. Oh yeah, that's true. I think yeah. seeing, I think seeing him, or at least seeing how he falls, one seeing how he falls, and also how he gets Gotham, like the the criminals in Gotham, to kind of rally against that, or rally with that, and rather. I think that's that's going to be like two of the more fascinating aspects of the movie. Just hopefully they, they don't show up Bruce's parents dying because we've seen that too many times. Yeah, way too many. I don't think that. Never mind. I shouldn't say I don't think they will. I have no idea anymore with Batman or Spider Man movies, anything like that. How dare you? How dare you say Spider Man in the same oh. sentence as Batman? Oh, 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 absolutely. <laughs> <dare> you. <laughs> You're actually insulted right now. Of course, I'm insulted. You you can't do that. Okay. Okay, he's still dead, so still have to wait for him to come back to life. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but you know, maybe maybe they'll just pull a Jon Snow and be like, "Oh, the the Lord of Light brought you back." Game of Thrones, man! How so excited are you for that? Oh, buddy, I'm so I am so excited to see Bran revealed as the Night King. You think so? I know so. Okay, right. I know. I I'm so I have never been so convinced. Of a theory in my entire life. So if, if so you're somebody who likes to bet, like myself, mm-hmm. the Night King has come off the board for a lot of betting websites where you can bet on who will be the king. The Night mm-hmm. King is no longer 
on the board for some places, and Brand yeah. has become the overwhelming favorite. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? No, I do. Also, I see the parallel. Some people also, also think he's a three-eyed makes... raven. Oh, that, that that makes sense too. Because wasn't no no he wasn't a Stark, but he was a member of the Night's Watch. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just want to see the payoff. So many payoffs. Mountain versus the Hound. Let's go. Ooh, I can't wait for that one. Let's go. So watch Cersei's be the last one standing. She is. That's that's what they're doing, which I don't like. I understand why they're setting it up that way, but I don't like it. It's because like the whole the whole show has always been Lannisters versus everyone else. Yep. Cersei's been built up to be such a big villain. But so that's why the show decided to go down that route, which makes sense. So I feel like if they touched more on the White Walker stuff from the get-go instead of just having that one scene in the episode one, and then they kind of left all the White Walker stuff alone until, like, what, season four or whatever, when Bran, like, went went, uh, went north of the wall. Yeah. So, like, if, if the Night King, yeah, if the Night King was, like, uh, like a like a kind of a, a threat in the background, like, you know, they show a couple scenes here and there through the, through, through the series, I think then they could have made him as the final villain, which I think they're doing in the book. Like, I think in the book, like, it's just the Night King. They don't care. Who's gonna be on the final on the on the Iron Throne at the end? But it makes sense that Cersei's the final villain. But whatever, we all we all know how that's gonna end up. You know, Jamie's yeah, we do. Killer. Yeah, Jamie's gonna kill her. It has to. Or Jamie dies. Arya takes his face and then kills Cersei as Jamie. That would be great. That I would, would actually be, love that too. That would be epic. Who are your Who are your writer dies? I only have two. That's actually ah oh man. I gotta think about that for a second. Are you serious? No, no for me, it's, for me, Arya's one. Arya, yeah, Arya's Arya, one. Arya and Davos. Those Ooh, two die. Davos, done. Eh? Those two die. I'm done. If Arya dies, I'll be pissed. Oh yeah. Like they, I know the they, Night King has to die, but he's definitely one of the best characters in the show, and he he doesn't speak. But yeah, I was about <laughs> to say he hasn't done anything. No, like he like he like he can throw a mean spear like that. You know, a mean spear. A mean like what? What do you think the distance was? No, when he walked like over, he... and he's like, Lieutenant, the old man was like holding the spear, and he's like, give me that. He's like, you're not throwing that. Get over yourself. Give me that. Right through the dragon. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Sniped just out of the sky. Just out of the sky. Game over. Done. And brings it to life at the end. That's the biggest middle thing I've ever seen in TV. How did just... they get out of the water? How did they get the dragon out of the water? They can't go in the water, yet somehow the dragon came out of the water. Well, I mean, maybe the oh, that's a good question. Is that a pl- no? I mean, I think it's just is it oversight? Is it think- all whites or is it only like maybe the White Walkers can? What do you think? They threw a mountain of dead bodies in the lake until the water drowned. The water got drained out on them, and like it doesn't even make I mean, sense. Even if they drown, you can just bring them back to life again, can you not? Yeah. Just like you know, it's just, <laughs> they're just they're just fodder at that point. What do you do? Some Chris Angel levitate the dragon and touch it, and it was alive. Like I, I don't understand. <laughs> I still don't understand how he did it. Oh Maybe that's God. just being like way too big of a fan of the show and being too anal about it. But seriously, no, like no, and then no, you think about like people were going on Reddit and looking at the map and being like, "There's no way for one episode the Unsullied could walk from here to there." And I was like, "Oh man, people are getting pissed off." Well, it is true. Like I think what it was is because there is like. In the last season, they didn't want to waste so much so much time with traveling, so they just like they just like 
split like you know just sped everything up. But in the but whereas in the in the latter not really latter the former seasons you, they'd show that travel and they'd show the the journey and stuff. But they no, didn't it makes do it sense. That it makes sense. So I think that's what it is that people can't really wrap their heads around the fact that like they wanted to get to like the meat of everything. Yeah, so that's the cost why I think, of the show too has gone up exponentially exactly. since it started. Yeah, exactly right. So and you know, like you got him at man. The amount of money they probably put in those first three episodes, dragons, White Walkers, the Night King, like there's gonna be so much CGI they have, they probably have to use there. What Jeez. about the, like I think the fourth and fifth episodes especially? Those yeah. tend to be like the second and third last episodes of the season tend to be the ones that are like whoa. Yeah, like when um, am I a monster for laughing when Toman fell out the window? No, no. Okay, because I I found that insanely funny, just because of the way it was shot. How, like they they only focus on the window and then he just like walks out of frame. I was crying. And he just like walks back and f- I was like, oh okay, <laughs> okay. So, it was, was the like, most like, random thing ever. I'm like, oh yeah, whoa! <laughs> and I just burst out laughing. Yeah, I was like, what? Like I, I get you feel bad, but geez, but uh, I don't know. I I, I wish Tomlin lived. He was a he was a good kid. He's kind of dumb, but you know he was like what twelve. Hmm. I'm not good with like telling you like time and age in the show. It's all that's kind of feels true. like it's morphed into one for me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're actually completely off the rails now. I just yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Out. How do we? Uh, I, don't I mean, we talked about two things that are important. One being Spider-Man, and two being Game of Thrones. So you know, I feel like so we'll add a third. Like, we'll add a third here. Who do you got in your conference finals in the West and the East? I know you're already on like a Blues Hurricanes final here, but. <laughs> Right. I'll stop. I know blues though. I know you're, I know you're on the blues heavy. I mean, because ah, oh, because for the blues again, like if if Bennington, like you know, either one just like slows down or two just you know just reverts back to what he was before, assuming that this is just like a a rush, not legit thing, then they can lose to you know what ah, uh, I'll say Winnipeg, Tampa. We, do we always say the same stuff? I, I thought for sure. I'm like, okay, Jets. You know what? I'm just I'm just gonna bite the bullet and say that there's too much talent there, and when they're healthy, they're just gonna find a way. And I look mm-hmm. at Nashville and I look at all their issues of like their power play has been atrocious all year. Granlin, who knows what the hell has happened to him? Like, there's just so many question marks with Nashville that I can't I can't buy into them anymore. And I could say the same thing for Winnipeg, but I think Winnipeg gets past them. They get past the Sharks. Yeah, I think the Sharks are gonna make it. And then it'll be Tampa Bay just kind of rolling their way through to the Stanley Cup. Maybe not destroying teams, like not five, six game series. Like they're gonna have some, you know, they're gonna have some fights along the way, especially against Toronto or Boston in round two, and then likely Pittsburgh or Washington in round three. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just think this is literally one of the best teams we've seen in the salary cap era, if not the best. And that's why they'll lose. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah. feels that way, though. Like, yeah, they're one of the best like teams, some, but I just can't is say. Something's gonna go wrong. Yeah, I don't know what is something's gonna happen. I don't know what like there's gonna you know oh you know what oh I know it and this is what we'll finish off on this, this okay it's gonna be Eastern Conference Final let's say will be let's say Washington and Tampa Game Seven overtime say uh, Kucherov is doing his thing cuts through the middle splits the D. You know, uh, you know, deeks out Carl Carlson, does a backhand pass, 
gets it to point, point shoots. Then as point shoots, Yanni Gord heads to the net. Puck goes in, but they challenge it. Goaltender interference. Could you imagine? Goal, goal gets waved off. Next shift. Kuznetsov springs Ovi, snipes, goal. That'd be such a hockey thing. That's like oh, yeah. the big save on one end, game winning goal on the other. Exactly. Like it's just, it's like, it's almost like an unwritten rule in hockey. When that happens, you're like, oh, yeah, that's hockey. Yeah, always happens. Always. That, I'm not, I, for the number of, and this is another hockey gods thing, for the number of times that, that goaltender interference and offsides are talked about, it's going to affect a championship. And at that point, that's when they'll change. It's going to be unfortunate, but that's what it has to take. Look, look, this whole this whole thing started because Duchesne was 50 miles offside in the playoffs and scored. That's the only reason this started, right? So the only way it's going to change is if it has to be on a grand scale. Granted, the initial thing was in the first round, but like if this, if if something like that decides a championship win, you know, you know it's going to be talked about. Hundred percent. It'll be oh. it'll be national news. Yeah. Also, oh, and- I, I, I'll take Pittsburgh over uh, Washington, and then I want to see uh, how, how funny it'd be to see Pittsburgh versus Winnipeg in the finals, and then you hear Canadians clamor to the fact that you know what? If Pittsburgh wins, it's okay. Crosby wins, so it's basically like Canada winning a cup. No matter what, we're winning a cup. Like I'm just gonna laugh my ass off of that. It's like it's like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more thing. Uh, do you think we probably should have dropped a spoiler warning before we got into all that Game of Thrones stuff? <laughs> mm, well, we didn't really spoil anything. I mean, but like, say, like, what if it's someone who's like never watched the show before and they're going to be listening to us and after that, you'd be like, oh no! And then just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, that honestly sounds like a you problem. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones <laughs> by now, well, maybe it's too harsh for me, but seriously, the show's been up for a long time. I know people that have been binge watched the entire like every episode in a week recently in a week to catch up and I'm like what the hell did you do the whole time? I just watched twelve hours straight in a weekend. I'm like what? So yeah, man, the fandom is real. It's unbelievable. So yeah. if you if you're not at least somewhat aware of it by now, um, question yeah. mark? I'm really yeah. not sure what to say. Yeah, it's on HBO. Rogers on demand. Assuming you're in Canada. I don't know yeah, if they dude. have in the States, but... I got an IPTV <laughs> box. You could use one of those, too. Don't pay for cable. Come on, now. Just get a limited internet. Don't pay for cable. <laughs> and now my Roger's going to get shut down my internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a guy in a van outside your house. Like, oh, we got him! <laughs> Probably listening through my iPhone right now or my computer. You know, all those conspiracy theories out there. Oh yeah. Should I put the piece of tape over my uh, my webcam? Like, there's so many things right now. Oh, do you? No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying. You know, these people out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it all the time. Omar, how do you like when you go on Instagram and you see an ad for something you were just talking about? How do you think that happened? How do you think that happened? <laughs> um, I'm assuming it's some cookie variant. variant. <laughs> <laughs> Look, people like go on these long tangents about how they listen to everything we say, which like I do agree is true. But at the same time, I think it's just something that's been written in these long-ass terms and agreements that none of us read, and we just click accept on, and we signed off to it. Yeah, it's like it's like the South Park episode. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
It's like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> by clicking agree, you you give I, uh, Apple the the option to sell your mouth to the butthole of another iTunes user. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it's turned into now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me my app. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I really I just realized too we never uh, introed the show at the beginning not the beginning oh like yeah when we said we were going to but that's true um yeah so we're a bit rusty <laughs> this is our new podcast um we're kind of juggling back and forth between names it's either uh blog wars or puck wars probably more on the on the former side latter side I can I can never. I always mix the mix those no, two. The up. latter be correct there. The latter be correct. Yeah, latter. Yeah, I always mix those two up. Basically, we see all you fans and other bloggers and like colleagues and so many other people. Everybody argues on social media about like you're stupid because of this, yeah. or my team's better because of this, or like no, that's wrong because of this. And we just thought like blogs and fans are always fighting. It's it's literally South Park when they're like blog wars. Like it's pretty, pretty much fun. that. Yeah. So we're trying yeah. to make something uh, a play on words with that, and it'll be. The both of us will be back quite a bit. Yeah. And then we disappear for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, back into the abyss. Uh, it's going to be yeah, like October so well. 7th. So the leaf season's about to start. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one time we were going to start a new party? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, man. And then we were like, it's summer. There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> oh. Maybe we should just block tweet a bunch of twelve, a bunch of block quote a bunch of tweets and put that up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. The evidence. <laughs> it's out there. It's real. All right, guys. We'll be back. Uh, what do you think, Omar? Probably next week. I think. Oh we'll yeah, have a couple games play out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how. Uh, see what goes on. I think the playoffs will be will be gold. Yeah. Most most game twos will be done by Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, every game two will be done by Saturday actually. So. Yeah, so we'll have a decent view of of what's going on. Game of Thrones episode one's on Sunday, so we'll probably talk about that. Yeah, we'll bring both of them. We'll probably be out next Monday, Tuesday, somewhere around there. Until then, guys, I'm Crystal Kranitz. He's Omar White. See you next week.